Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Sarah Ellis, and this is the Squiggly Careers Podcast where every week we discuss a different topic to do with work and share some ideas, actions and advice that we hope will help you, as well as us, to navigate our squiggly careers with confidence and a bit more control. And this episode is part of our fourth Ask the Expert series, where we're covering a really great range of very relevant topics, including uncertainty, influence, success, leadership. And today you'll hear my conversation with Babette Buster on storytelling. And I feel like this episode has really been crowdsourced by our Squiggly Careers community because you told us that storytelling was a skill that you were really interested in and that lots of you wanted to improve in. And one of our followers on Instagram actually recommended Babette and her book and the work that she's done. And the more I found out, the more I enjoyed reading her really practical ideas and advice. So was delighted to get the opportunity to talk to her. And I'm sure you'll find it a really useful episode. And all of our Ask the Expert series is supported by The Uncertainty Experts, a three-part interactive documentary which is designed to increase resilience and decrease anxiety. Um, I took part in the pilot and I'm going to take part again in series one because it was so good the first time. I'm going back for more and I can tell you it's like no other learning experience. It's really unique. So if you have got the time to get involved, I'd really encourage you to give it a go. If you do want to take part, you can sign up to be part of the series in November now. We'll add a link into the show notes. And if you use the code squiggly, you get a bonus discount too. And if you want to get a bit of a feel for what the interactive documentary might involve, listen at the end of the podcast because there's a short clip and a bit of a snippet from one of the uncertainty experts sharing their personal story of overcoming uncertainty. So listen out for that. But for now, here's my conversation with Babette. I hope you find it a really useful listen. Babette, thank you so much for joining us today on the Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm really looking forward to our conversation together. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for inviting me. And so I wanted to dive straight in on our topic today, which is all about stories and storytelling and start with why this is an important skill for all of us, for everyone listening to learn, to think about, to practice, because I think sometimes there's an assumption that, well, maybe this is only a skill that you need if you're a leader, or maybe this is only a skill that's relevant to someone who is not me in some way. And we see people tell such impressive stories now. We have access to be able to watch these incredibly inspiring people share their stories. 
that I think for many of us, it almost feels like quite an intimidating skill. So I'd love you to just talk to us a bit about why it's important and why it's important for everyone, no matter what job you do, what level of experience you've got. Well, I think that we are hardwired to tell stories and to listen to stories. That's the only way you get to know people. It's been said that we're in the age of story, whereas, you know, we had the industrial age for 350 years. Then we moved into the information age, which was, you know, the beginning of computers and digital era and electronics. But now it's being said we're in the age of story, which is 24-7 story is coming at us. We have constant access to streaming, broadcast, social media. And yeah, we're intimidated because there are so many expert storytellers out there. But the point is, is we are attracted to stories. We want to submerge ourselves into stories. We forget that our story is important. And I've always seen that everyone has a story to tell. And it's essential to know what your story is. This is how we break down barriers between us, how we break down the ego definition. And I think especially now with the polarization of social media and the more we can tell our story and we can do it in short bites and succinctly, the more we create common ground. So I I think it's essential. That's interesting. And I wonder whether when I was reading um, your book all about storytelling, which I love how short and succinct and specific it is, which has actually meant that I've read it more rather than less. I've actually gone back to it quite a few times, is that sometimes I think maybe one of the myths or mistakes that we might make that stops us telling stories, because it certainly stopped me in the past, is thinking that your story has to be perfectly crafted and that you will maybe even have to be able to remember exactly what you're going to say and how you're going to say it because we can't help but compare ourselves to the TED Talks of this world and those stories that are told that are very well crafted and are practiced a lot and I think I was trying to think prior to our conversation what's the most powerful story I've ever told and it was an example of where I told a story that I hadn't really thought about a lot before I'd thought about it on the train on the way to an event where someone had asked me to talk about something had been really hard in my life so far and I was really on the fence about whether to talk about this moment in in my life because it felt very vulnerable felt very personal I hadn't practiced unlike my usual style and approach I'd not really reflected on it a lot and I'd not thought oh how shall I structure this And for some reason, and probably because I was in quite an encouraging environment, I decided to just give it a go. And so many people afterwards came up to me and thanked me for telling that story. Um, I think I was worried people were going to judge me, but the exact opposite happened. And it was a really pivotal moment for me, I think, in storytelling, in, in just having the confidence that they don't all have to be perfectly crafted is that something you find when you're talking to students that and the professionals that we kind of worry about they must all be kind of super prepared like TED Talk style well you've just said it it came from the heart and it was something very personal and you had to be vulnerable and you worried that you were exposing yourself and that people wouldn't respond but that is precisely what a story is it comes from the heart First of all, I just want to say we are all hardwired to be storytellers. Now, some people are more gifted at it, more entertaining. And the whole myth of the TED Talk, every TED Talk, I've done one, every TED Talk I've seen, it has been so rehearsed, if not over-rehearsed. And people can't get to that level without rehearsing it for months. 
So that is its own thing, really. And people need to put that aside. Authenticity is what we're looking for with storytelling. We're wanting people to be vulnerable, speak from the heart. And usually what the impulse for storytelling is, is some sort of turning point in our lives, some sort of aha, some sort of this happened to me and you're trying to figure it out and you're wanting connection or you feel this impulse to let others know this is the source of storytelling. Whereas TED Talks are frankly pontificating on an expertise and that's wonderful. You get 18 minutes of someone's expertise distilled down to these precise minutes. But that's not authentic storytelling. Authentic storytelling, those are talks. Authentic storytelling is when you and I relate at a heart-to-heart -heart level. And I learn something about life from listening to you. And you dare to share a personal experience, something that you're in a quandary about, or you just know it was important and you're trying to figure it out. And usually, here's the key point, you dared to tell the story. And something about that daring is the connection. And so when I was asking our community, um, particularly on Instagram, what was the barriers to storytelling? And everyone was really interested in it as a topic. So it's definitely one where people are searching and kind of seeking a bit of support. Lots of people had this sense of, well, my stories are just not interesting enough. I don't think people are going to care about the stories I've got to tell. I don't have any stories. What would you say to those people? Well, first of all, I think it's the only way we create common ground. And when we stop and tune into someone, just how are you? How are you today? What's going on? Take just a minute. If people realize you are serious about listening, they want to be heard. And they will tell you something perplexing, something on their mind that they just, you know, can't get off their mind or some news. Everyone has news or some shared frustration. Oh my God, this happened to me. This is the only way we create community and common ground. And I find that it's not about being prepared. It's not about overly preparing these things. It's about having time to listen and make a person feel heard and then turning around and letting the other person listen to you. It's a shared experience. It doesn't need to be more than a few minutes. What's remarkable about this is when I take the time to do this, and pretty much it's every day with a stranger, you know, Uber driver, whatever, time expands. When I do this with my students, and at first they're all like nervous and they don't want to be uncool with each other, and they're all like, mm -hmm. oh, what am I going to say? And they're overly preparing. Once the first two people speak in a group, and it's usually not consequential at all. It's forgettable tidbits of their lives. The third person always has something to say that we lean into and we go, wow. And we lean into it. And all I say is, and then what happened? And people want to be heard and it creates community. And really when you come out of these storytelling moments in your life, you're sort of breathing easier. You're sort of like had an aha moment. Maybe you've laughed. But what I've also found is it somehow or other generates time. Yeah. It actually, as you were describing that experience, one of the things that I think we don't do enough of or do particularly well, probably in most of the places that we work, is create enough space for telling stories and sharing stories. And if we think about how important it is 
when people are collaborating to have that sense of connection and to know people. And I'm not talking here about giving people days or, you know, big long meetings because no one needs more of those in their lives. But I'm just thinking about how regularly in our weeks at the moment in the work that we do, do we create any space where someone would feel the way that you've just described, where they would feel really heard where they would be asked that question just like well how are you feeling today or what's happening in your life at the moment let's just just have that kind of a conversation I was visualizing almost like you say that like a balloon inflating when you kind of get more time when you just allow for those moments but it's quite interesting for people I think listening to think about what would that look like in your days and in your organizations are there small moments that you could create that would just give you some space to tell some stories well, I think one of the things about saying telling a story is it can sound sort of twee. I prefer to think of it as listening or tuning into another person and shared conversation. And the best way to share conversation is in weaving in a story like, well, this happened to me or I observed this and then this happened. But what I've seen, like I'll go into a nonprofit or a charity or a corporation and they'll ask me, they're trying to solve a communication problem. Mm -hmm. They don't think they're getting their story out in the proper way. And what I've found is I have to start several stages back. I have to have people tell me what they think their company's story is, what is the story they're sharing. And I find nine times out of 10 that everyone has bought into an idea of the company's story that is not working for them because that's not who they are. That's not the authentic experience. And that is a big myth too. And then when you take people, you know, you let them say that and they're all talking about it. Pretty soon people go, really, you thought that? Or I didn't think that, you know, whatever. And then I take them back and I'll say, you know, just to change gears, what has been your experience? Like you're doing some charity in, in third world countries and you have to interact with the local people. And as they begin to share authentic experiences, a new story emerges about what is it they're really doing? Because they believed in the wrong story. They sort of took on some sort of mask of a story. This is what we ought to do. This is our mission. So what I always say is the story is actually telling you the truth. The story is leading you to where you ought to go. This is something to get people to lean into and listen to. I find the word story now is being used so broadly that it's taking on a life of its own that I sometimes feel like it's watering down its real impact. And what I guess I'm, we're talking about here is an authenticity of discovering. And I see storytelling as discovering more about yourself in these times as you connect to others. You share in, in the book lots of practical storytelling exercises, which you're very much encouraging people to try out. And there was one that I particularly liked where you suggest that we should try tell us something about yourself we wouldn't otherwise know. And as you were there describing that process of sharing experiences and discovery and being really curious about people, to me that question just invites that intrigue to share something that we wouldn't know already, even not knowing the answer. I feel like you've used that word lean in a few times. I feel like you'd be really interested to know that about the people that you work with and that you spend a lot of time with and you think, oh, what would that one thing be? 
And I wondered if you could, because you've got so many exercises uh, that you could share, but perhaps just pick out one or two other ones that you just find often work really well, perhaps particularly within um, a professional setting or when you're working with people in organisations to help them to improve their ability to share stories or to share their experiences with each other. Well, the tell us something about yourself we wouldn't otherwise know is a major icebreaker. It's just plain remarkable how many people have interesting backstories. And people in the room will go, wow, I never knew that. And they've been working with this person for years, you know. And then there's a sort of a delight, you know, because, you know, in a work environment, especially you're sort of wearing that mask of I'm at work and professionalism and you don't necessarily socialize outside of work too much. I have learned and people in my these workshops have learned the most interesting things about other people we would not have known. So that's a number one thing. But a second thing is to break the ice. And frankly, that's what we do whenever we meet people. And usually we break the ice with, you know, something about the weather, but some shared universal experience we can all be guaranteed to have an opinion about. And so I like to start with that for several years after September 11th, And I taught all over the world, just simply start with, tell us where you were when you understood what was happening on September 11th. Not any opinion, not days later, your sorrow, but what were you doing? It was just so powerful to hear everyone around the world, how they were, what they were doing in their lives when their whole consciousness was arrested and changed by this major world event. Everyone was leaning in. It created such heartfelt sense of community because it was something we each shared. And yet every person had their own unique perspective on it, extraordinary detail. And it created a sense of we wanted comfort. We wanted unity. We wanted to come together. I adapted that exercise to tell us where you were when COVID fell, you know, because it was sort of the week of March 11th. 12th, 13th, when all of a sudden we knew the world had shut down. And it was a similar sort of thing. It wasn't about death and the fear of the pandemic. It was more about like just the utter shock of, wow, the the world could turn so quickly. And the pandemic pause, what was that like to, and I like to turn the conversation to what positive thing happened to you during the pandemic Mm. pause? And that gets people thinking about, well, you know, they look at it in a different way. But the the important thing here is to find a sort of universal subject we've all shared. Each of us have our own personal experience of it, and it creates a connection. You know, back, you know, in our primal days, the campfire experience, there was the dark all around us, only the light of the campfire. We looked into the campfire and storytelling began there because how are we going to get through the night? And really it was the outliers, apparently, the people who dared to leave the tribe and go over the hill and see what was on the other side of the hill. And they go, oh my, there's some blueberry bush. You know, let's go over there. Or there's better bison over the hill. Let's go hunting there. And people around the campfire couldn't wait to hear the story. And that's how we advanced is by venturing out and coming back together in this cohesive environment. So the what we're doing is really generating what is essential. It's life-giving to us. 
And I appreciate this is this is probably an impossible question, but perhaps there's an example that you could share with us because I thought we couldn't have a conversation without me asking you this because I was just really fascinated to know whether you have either a favourite story or just a story that has really connected with you that's had a really positive impact on you. I would say the way I really want to answer that is what I learned in listening to stories all over the world. I have heard just jaw-dropping, amazing stories from people you would never expect. And what I have noticed now is that everyone, when they're telling a story, is basically they're telling you of a threshold moment in their lives, a threshold where they had to choose to do something different where something bowled them over, knocked them over, something woke them up, they need to share this. They need to say, this happened to me, this fork in the road, this terrible experience, this thing that blindsided me, or something like, what do you make of this? Everyone is telling you about a threshold moment and they want to get a connection of, really, that happened to you? Wow, they want to share it. The idea that you're actually listening to people's awakening to their better selves, or what you hear is someone awakening to a tragic truth, like I did this thing and I wish I hadn't. And it breaks your heart, but it's a kind of confession where they, again, they need to be heard. They're willing to be vulnerable. So what I do is I I listen ultimately to the story behind the story. And then I try to lead the person to listen to what their story is telling them. That's become what's so fascinating to me about storytelling, because we're all just skimming the surface as we meet each other every day. I just think it's really important to tune in to those undercurrents. And just before we finish, we always ask our experts this, and you've given lots of brilliant advice and ideas and insights on stories today. But if you were going to share just one bit of career advice for our listeners, and it could be advice that somebody has shared with you that you found really helpful, or just some words of wisdom that you've got that our listeners can learn from, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? Well, as far as career advice, I would say be willing to be daring, to Mm. go into the unknown, to, you know, that still small voice that's whispering to you, why not this? Why not let go? Why not do that? I dare you to do that because that's where your life will take off into a whole new journey. And that is the wisdom of storytelling I am imparting. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you found it really helpful. And as it's a topic that lots of you told us you wanted to learn more about, I hope we've delivered on that promise. Uh, Let us know, give us some feedback, get in touch via Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever you find us. And if you've got any other questions, please let us know too, because we always keep coming back to topics. As we know in squiggly careers, none of our skills ever stand still. And we're going to finish today's episode with the opportunity for you to hear from one of the uncertainty experts so you can really get a feel for what the uncertainty expert learning experience is all about. And it's a great opportunity to borrow some brilliance from people that you might not normally get the opportunity to learn from. So I'd really recommend investing two extra minutes of your time to hear what they've got to say. Hello, I'm Catherine Templer-Lewis and I'm the lead scientist on the uncertainty experts. Now, Dean Donalds grew up in care. He was the only black boy in a 1980s Midland town. He went on to experience even more violence and abuse with a career in the army. But like all the uncertainty experts, the strategies they once learned in the shadows, they now use as leading lights. Dean is now the highest ranked light carrier in the Zen tradition not born to the order of monks, after his master, the legendary Thich Nhat Hanh. Dean is one of the most highly regarded Zen leaders in Europe. Use your breath. Use your body when you're sitting on a chair. Sometimes if breath isn't good for you, just notice the soles of your feet touching the ground. So you're in the boardroom, your mind's going all over the place, your body is tensing, you're getting angry, it's getting in the way of the clarity of thinking that's required to make your points, to shift the argument. Come back to your breath, come back to the soles of your feet, come back to the present, not the future that you're going to score an intellectual point over somebody in the boardroom. Come back to your body, come back to your breath. Allow your body to calm. Simple, but so difficult. Dean is describing a simple grounding technique that is deceptively powerful an effective way to master the mind and control the nervous system, allowing the brain to enter a pliable hyperpresent state in which it can absorb more information. A state in which the prefrontal cortex and amygdala are working in balance, with rationality not overwhelmed but informed by emotion. It also grounds you in your body and facilitates what's known as embodied cognition. Embodied cognition is the idea that the mind is not only connected to the body, but the body influences the mind. We sense and navigate the world through our bodies. Information from our external senses and internal physical reactions to thoughts and experiences can help inform our brain. They are the basis of what we call intuition or gut feelings, which we often ignore. By using cognition of our mind and our body, science has shown that we can make smarter decisions and be more adaptable to the change that uncertainty can bring.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 